And in that moment, I had to make a conscious decision. Was I going to accept the fact that her truth, that truth should prevent me from doing a great job? Or was I gonna lean into the fact that my history with many other organizations and many other industries that was successful would lend to the success I was confident I could provide to that organization? And I looked her in the face and I said, I appreciate you saying that, but I just want you to know that I don't need to know about your business to be successful. I will learn that over time. But experience tells me that a business problem is a business problem and I can solve those. And I successfully have been able to solve those at that point for six years. And because of our 90 minute discussion, coupled with that confidence in my last statement, she gave me a shot. And I went on to produce significant revenue growth, helped to produce significant revenue growth for that organization over the next 18 months. Welcome to Unlocking Greatness, the podcast where purpose fuels your journey to greatness. I'm your host, Ryan James Miller, and I'm here to guide you through the remarkable stories of purpose-driven achievers just like you. Whether you're building a business empire or strengthening your family, this is your space to learn, grow, and find fulfillment. With each episode, we dive into the lives of extraordinary individuals who align their values and beliefs with professional success. Get ready for inspiring conversations, practical wisdom, and the keys to unlock your own potential in life and business. Let's embark on this journey together to unleash your potential, live your calling, and achieve the greatness that you were created. What if I told you that imposter syndrome was one of the greatest lies you're telling yourself in your own pursuit to success? That's the very question I recently asked a room of approximately 50 high-performing sales professionals, business owners, and entrepreneurs. You know, it's always scary to challenge something that has become such the norm of discussion, a term that has become so popular to use. But I believed that as I kicked off the session that I did, on helping them move from conflict to conquest, overcoming self-limiting beliefs in order to achieve success, I had to address one of the biggest elephants in the room. And that's exactly what I wanna do for you today on this episode of Unlocking Greatness. You know, it's important that we challenge the norm, that we challenge the thoughts that run through our head, the thoughts that um, people all over the country, all over society easily attribute themselves to. And so I've long heard, and by long, I mean over the last couple of years, heard people using this term imposter syndrome over and over and over again. And it has become incredibly frustrating for me because I don't believe it's real. And you may be saying to yourself, I feel it right now. And what I would say to you is, is I don't necessarily believe that we believe we're imposters in a situation. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't feel uncomfortable in a situation, maybe you don't feel deserving of a situation. I understand that. But it is just too easy to associate ourselves with that label. When in fact, 
I believe that there are some other key factors at play here. I also want to say that your feelings are real. If you're doubting yourself, that's real. If you're uncomfortable, that's real. If you're questioning the environment you're in, that is real. Your feelings are real, most likely. But again, the term, it's just been overused, and I think that it's over-identified with, and it's incredibly, incredibly dangerous. So before we dig into that, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, just briefly, what imposter syndrome is in terms of what, what we've deemed this term to be in society today. When people say that they are feeling like an imposter or they suffer from imposter syndrome, what they mean is, is that they feel like they're unqualified, they're incompetent to be in the situation that they're in. They're in a room with people that are way smarter than them, more qualified than them, more successful than them. Um, They would even go as far as to say that if they happen to find themselves on that stage, or receiving that award, or um, achieving that level of success that somehow it happened by dumb luck. That they didn't deserve it, but they just happened to get it. And that is such a huge miss for so many reasons. So again, I, I, I I want to encourage you to consider that um, before before you judge me for this, uh, even though if you've been listening to this podcast, you know this is the way that I think that I'm always trying to challenge terms and ideas and opinions, even my own, um, that bef- before I lose you, I-, I want to present something to you that I think is going to be incredibly helpful for you as you process what I'm trying to say here, what I'm trying to communicate and help you to understand. Um, I should also say, by the way, I'm not trying to tell you you're wrong. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get you, uh, uh, I'm trying to help you to think differently or consider thinking differently so you can actually leverage your strengths, overcome your weaknesses, and achieve the life that God has created you to live. Like, you've been given a unique opportunity to live this life. You've been equipped with a set of gifts and talents. And God is challenging you to step into that call, to be, as the army says, all that you can be. But it's incredibly important that we're fully self-aware and that we step into all of ourselves so we can achieve all that we dream of. But terms like this end up holding us back, and it's not good. What I believe is is that when we're talking about uh, imposter syndrome, when we associate ourselves with that, when we feel like we're an imposter, that those actually may be masking, or imposter syndrome may, may be masking deeper issues. And those issues, there's four that come to mind for me. And I kind of rattled these off uh, during this session, uh, this talk that I was giving uh, just recently. Um, But I'm I'm pretty confident that these four are probably the four primary ones that are actually evident um, instead of this idea of just feeling like an imposter. So I want to work through those. But just to list those off so so you can hear where I'm coming from here. So I believe that uh, uh, imposter syndrome is a mask for fear of failure, self-limiting beliefs, 
living with a fixed mindset and having deficiency in our own emotional intelligence. So let me just briefly explain each one of those factors to you so it will make sense as we go a little bit farther. And then I am going to share with you a couple of uh, seasons of my life and experiences where I had to face this head on and figure out a way to overcome it. It wasn't always pretty, but I got through it. So fear of failure. First up here. So fear of failure is ultimately this idea, uh, this belief that um, we don't want to fail, and so therefore we will not put ourselves out there to risk failure. This can be as simple as we aren't willing to pick up the phone to make a cold call because we don't want to be told no, um, whether we've never done it before and we're afraid to be told no for the first time, or we've been told no thousands of times and we're afraid to hear it again. It could be something as simple as that, but it could be something as complex as you have worked hard, you have sold yourself, uh, your product, your service, you have built up all the credibility you've needed, and it comes time to deliver, and you fear, you hold back on delivering, whether it's that keynote talk, whether it's that product or service, whether it's implementation uh, of your team into that client's business or life, and you freeze because you're afraid to fail. Maybe because you failed before, or maybe because you have never miserably failed and you don't want to start now. Self-limiting beliefs. You're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're not strong enough. You're not beautiful enough. You're not fast enough. You haven't done this long enough. And I could go on and on and on. We all have self-limiting beliefs. There are things I am certain that every single person on this planet doubts in themselves. Now, there can be some truth to saying I'm not strong enough to um, play in the NFL. That's not a self-limiting belief. That's a truth in reality. But when I say that I'm not good enough to uh, work with a specific type of client, uh, even though I've I've done this before and I'm confident in it, that's me playing head games with myself. Or maybe because of a track record of, or, or a season of a lot of failure, um, I start to doubt whether or not I'm actually capable of succeeding. Fixed mindset. A fixed mindset is having a very narrow viewpoint about yourself and the world around you. Simply put, it, it, it's about thinking fatalistically that everything is negative, that um, there is a limited number of opportunities, a, a significantly a slim number of opportunities for you in this world, that there's not enough business to go around and so you act in desperation all the time, uh, that you just can't, that you just won't, that it will never be. If you speak terms like that regularly, it's likely that you possess some level of a fixed mindset. The opposite being a growth mindset. Angela Duckworth wrote about this exceptionally well uh, in her book. And uh, I, I just, I cannot encourage you enough to read uh, Mindset uh, by Carol Dweck uh, and then also uh, Grit uh, by Angela Duckworth. I think that both of those books are just phenomenal and, and they both uh, address this issue. 
I know initially I just said Angela only, but both Carol Dweck and Angela Duckworth have done a great job of addressing um, this idea of being gritty, about having a growth mindset, and not uh, thinking narrowly. Um, anyway, so the final one is a deficiency in emotional intelligence. I remember back to 2000. 15 and 16, that EQ, emotional intelligence, was uh, making waves. People were writing books on it. They were talking a lot about it. Uh, and what was fascinating was, was everybody thought they were super emotionally intelligent, super self-aware. And the reality was is that uh, as personality assessments and um, EQ tests were going out, it was absolutely not the case. The farther we've gotten away from that craze of EQ, I think the the less self-aware we become, the less emotionally intelligent we become. All you need to do is um, uh, sit down and talk to somebody for any period of time, and what you will recognize is things that they think they're good at, things that they think they are, they're off about. Things that they think they're bad at, uh, they could be off a, a, at. Uh, um, and so there is just... Um, a, a huge deficiency in emotional intelligence. And so I want you to think about this. Back to this idea of imposter syndrome. You feeling like you don't deserve to be in a situation could be because you feel fail fear failure. It could be because you have some self-limiting beliefs. It could be because you have a fixed mindset. And or it could be because you lack some level of emotional intelligence. Self-awareness, how to handle yourself in a situation, any one of those things could be key factors. Here's the good thing. In order to overcome imposter syndrome, the only way to really do it is to tell you that you're not an imposter, that you deserve to be here. But if we understand that there's a high likelihood that one or more of these four things are the actual reasons why uh, we feel like an imposter, we can address these things. And I'm going to talk a little bit about each one of those here in just a couple of minutes. Um, but before I do, I want to share with you two quick experiences that I personally encountered um, that could have been labeled a feeling like an imposter, maybe, um, but we weren't using these terms in 2012 when the first one happened, uh, nor in 2018 when the second one happened. Uh, and so I had to chalk them up to what they really were and I had to do something about them. So the first one was, um, actually it was August of 2011, I was on a missions trip in Haiti uh, with one of the pastors of the church that I was attending. We were close friends. He was one of the two leaders on the trip. Uh, and we were sitting in this brutally hot, exceptionally human, uh, humid, uh, unair conditioned, unelectrified living room. Uh, the whole house had no electricity, no, no air, mosquitoes everywhere. It, it was brutal. Uh, but we were sitting down in there after a night of uh, worshiping and just praying for our time. I think we were getting, uh, we were winding down the trip anyway. And um, I mentioned to him that I thought he was going to go out on a, he was going to be one of the next pastors from our church to plant a new church. I loved him and his wife. My wife and I loved he and his wife. And so I just wanted to tell him that we were going to, uh, we were willing to support he and his wife should they go out and plant a church. 
And if you've read my book, you know the story. He said to me, as a matter of fact, my wife and I have been praying and we want you to go out and start a church with us. I had no idea what he was talking about. I mean, the the leader, the, the wannabe important, the wannabe involved, the wanna use my gifts and talents guy, um, he was pumped. Like, oh my gosh, I can help go out and start a church? Absolutely. But deep down inside, I was like, what? I had never been in church leadership. I hadn't been in any kind of ministry capacity for that long. I had just recently started teaching kids. Um, I had no credential whatsoever. So I absolutely could have been like, oh, no, uh, I'm an imposter. I don't deserve to be here. But by God's grace... I was immediately reminded that it isn't about me, that it's about God's calling. And as God calls, God will equip. But God just doesn't magically equip. Oftentimes, he provides opportunities for us to be equipped. And so my journey from August of 2011 to August of 2012, when we actually planted the church, I went off on a journey to learn, to grow, to become better so I could be equipped to pastor that church alongside him. Now, did I earn the right to be there? I don't think so. Uh, did I um, did I have the education, accolade, credential to be there? Absolutely not. But I wasn't going to let that hold me back. And it was tough when I when I got started, but I just got after it. I, I uh, applied for and was accepted into a year-long biblical training and past, uh, biblical studies and pastoral training program to learn more about the Bible, to understand more about leadership, biblical leadership. Um, I surrounded myself with other men that had planted churches so I could hear from them, their experiences. I was learning and gleaning. I didn't take a defeatist mentality. I, I stepped in and was like, yo, if, if this is what I'm being invited into, if this is what God's calling me to, I'm all about it. I wasn't going to accept the fact that I didn't deserve to be there. I mean, I still don't. Uh, well, I'm, I'm not a pastor anymore, but I served as a pastor for eight years, and I often felt like I didn't deserve to be there. As a matter of fact, I believe I don't deserve anything on this earth, and it's only by God's grace that I have anything. But if it's been given to me, it's my responsibility to utilize it to the best of my ability. And I wasn't going to squander that because I didn't feel like I deserved to be there. Fast forward to 2018, as I went back out into coaching for myself, after a period of time of working for one of my clients, um, one of the first opportunities I had was a large consulting uh, opportunity with a local organization here in Orange County, California. And they were in an industry that I'd never worked in before. Uh, they were selling a product that I had never had any experience before as a user or, or um, um, on the business side. And I remember going in and sitting down with the CEO, uh, both the CEO, the CEO and president, that was a husband and wife, and they both took the dual responsibility. And we had a great conversation, about an hour and a half. They asked me a bunch of questions about my experience, my expertise, uh, my, uh, my feedback and approach to what they were sharing were some challenges, some needs. Um, and towards the very end, the wife looked me in the face 
I, w- I would go to work with them for about 18 months and, or two years. And so I would learn that she was very direct, quite brash at times. But she looked me in the face, and rightfully so. She said, you've never had any experience in our industry. You, uh, so how, how will you help us if you've never been like us? And in that moment, I had to make a conscious decision. Was I going to accept the fact that her truth, that truth should prevent me from doing a great job? Or was I going to lean into the fact that my history with many other organizations and many other industries that was successful would lend to the success I was confident I could provide to that organization. And I looked her in the face and I said, I appreciate you saying that, but I just want you to know that I don't need to know about your business to be successful. I will learn that over time. But experience tells me that a business problem is a business problem, and I can solve those. And I successfully have been able to solve those at that point for six years. And because of our 90-minute discussion, coupled with that confidence in my last statement, she gave me a shot. And I went on to produce significant revenue growth, helped to produce significant revenue growth for that organization over the next 18 months. It was good for the organization and it was good for me that I was confident in that moment. And I did not bow down to this idea that I didn't deserve to be there or I hadn't earned the right to get to that spot. I wasn't an imposter. Was I um, not as experienced as she was in her business? Absolutely. But that just meant I had to work harder to do so, to learn and grow. Okay. So what I want to do is I just want to help you as we're winding down this episode, I just want to help offer you a couple, actually, I want to offer one practical strategy that I believe can apply to all four of these areas, fear of failure, self-limiting beliefs, fixed mindset, and deficiency in emotional intelligence. And I say, um, uh, I do a lot of work in this area and, um, I say that this is our truth-telling exercise. This is about embracing truth so we can continue to grow. So again, this is about equipping you to tell yourself to the, the truth more often. So here are five steps that I believe are helpful for you to first identify the reality of what's going on and then be able to lean into it or to grow from it so you can ultimately achieve the, in that moment or the vision that you have for your entire life. Because if you let this idea of imposter syndrome loom, it's not just going to affect your ability to show up in the moment. It's just not going to affect your ability to miss out uh, um, on, on an opportunity right now. This will negatively impact the trajectory for the rest of your life until you address it. So let's set aside imposter syndrome. Let's take that mask off. Let's at least be open and willing to the fact that we're struggling from a fear of failure, self-limiting beliefs, a fixed mindset, or a deficiency in emotional intelligence and self-awareness. And if that's the case, if we're willing to do that, then here are five steps to help you grow when you find yourself in a situation where you feel like you are an imposter. So five steps. Number one, 
assess the situation, take stock of what's going on, how you got there, why you're there, and the opportunity that you have based upon what you've been given. So just assess the situation. Again, ask yourself those questions and seek to act logically first. So just be very black and white or as black and white as you can be. And by the way, a lot of people struggle to do this, which is why working with a coach or a mentor or in some kind of community can be extremely beneficial because, um, again, we, we often struggle to, to honestly assess ourselves and work through these things. But five steps. Number one, assess the situation. Number two, identify your feelings. So I said, when we're assessing the situation, I want you to think logically, right? Black and white. But next, I want you to identify your feelings, what are you feeling and why are you feeling that way? What is it that's making you feel the way that you are? What are those feelings causing you to do? What, what are those feelings causing you to decide? So identify your feelings. Number three, seek clarity. Once you have logically assessed, assessed the situation and then you've laid all of your feelings on the table, seek clarity. What's really happening here? Is it one of these four areas maybe that I'm suggesting or is it something else? But seek clarity. Seek to understand the true state of the situation that you are in. Fourth, reframe the narrative. Instead of saying, I don't deserve to be here, how about you say, I've never been here before, but I've worked hard and put myself into the position that I have, and therefore, I'm going to do the best I can, and I'm going to continue to learn and grow as I do. Or maybe you say to yourself, I, I don't know how I got here. I got so lucky. And maybe reframing that narrative is saying, my peers... This prospective client recognized something in me that leads them to believe I can deliver for them. So therefore, I'm going to show up. I'm going to give it my best. I'm going to lean on everything that I know to be true and get after it to the best of my ability. And finally, acknowledge the truth. And the first truth that we need to acknowledge is that we put ourselves into a situation to believe something that maybe wasn't true. And we need to understand the path that got us there. That's extremely helpful. But we also need to be able to speak the truth to us, to ourselves, so we don't make that same mistake twice. That's not to say you're not going to have those feelings over and over and over again. But the more often you're able to tell yourself the truth, not to be like, everything's going to be okay. I'm going to do exceptionally well, no matter what. This is all going to work out amazingly. It's like, no, I'm afraid, which means I need to prepare better. I need to work harder. I need to learn more. After I do this this time, I'm going to go back. I'm going to assess the situation. I'm going to learn from it. I'm going to grow from it, and I'm going to do it better next time. Speak the truth and act on the truth. Do not act on irrationality. Do not act on, um, I don't know, nonsense. 
understand the truth, speak it to yourself, and act on it. One other thing that I want to acknowledge here is for those of you that have faith in God, I would encourage you to make sure uh, two things are happening. Number one, uh, three things, three things, sorry. Your nose is in the word of God every single day. The more that you read God's word, not only do you know more about God, but you learn more about yourself. That is the greatest resource for self-awareness that we are given is the word of God. So number one, nose in the Bible, day in and day out. Number two, pray. This is something that I'm trying to work on more and more and more. But when we typically enter into the professional world, we check our faith at the door. It's not that we don't have it, but we just start to get more strategic, more analytical, and we forget that we have a God that is sovereign over all things, that he has set us on the plan that he has. He's brought the people to us. He's equipped us with the gifts and talents. We're not taking him by surprise. So my encouragement to you and to myself is to pray often and always about every situation that you're in, about every feeling that you're feeling. And more often than not, God's answer to you is going to be, go back to my word and read more about me, learn more about yourself, and then get out there and get after it. And trust me, I'm going to make sure that you do everything that I've intended for you to do. So, nose in the word, pray, and three. And, and this was um, alluded to as I was just sharing the last two. Make sure that you are aligning your faith with your personal and professional endeavors. Don't separate these. They are one and the same. If you are a Christian, if you have faith in Jesus Christ, you can't, there, there, there's not a time when that's not true. It's true always and everywhere. And so therefore, make sure that your pursuits, that your business, that your prospects, that your conversations all align with your faith. If you've heard all of this and you're saying to yourself, I'm at least willing to consider, Ryan, that maybe I've been wearing this mask of imposter syndrome and in reality, it's, it, it's, it's one of these four areas or something similar. Now what? Well, my encouragement to you would be to download our free resource called a guide to identifying and challenging negative thoughts. In there, we give you some of what I've shared with you today, but some more in-depth practice around how to deal with all of these negative thoughts that we go to war with every single day. The link to that resource will be in the show notes. Uh, everywhere you can find uh, this, uh, this video, this episode, um, you will be able to download that guide. So a guide to identifying and challenging negative thoughts. Further, I would say go to our website, woundsbook.com. Um, I have my own website, ryanjamesmiller.com, but then my book, Wounds, How Hurt, Heartache, and Tragedy Become the Keys to Unlocking Greatness. Uh, we created a website for that, woundsbook.com. That link will be in the show notes as well. And that has 
more resources. My book, uh, in many ways, is not just my memoir, but it's a guide to approach so many of the negative experiences we've had in the past and how to leverage them for greatness and not continue to allow them to be the hindrances that they often are. So download the guide, go to woundsbook.com. You know, you can, you can learn more in each of those areas. And finally, I would encourage you to, well, like this podcast, share it with other people. These are things that I love talking about because imposter syndrome is something that's holding you back from achieving professional success. And you're probably here because you're looking to achieve more professional success. I talk a lot about revenue generation and sales. That's the primary lane uh, that I am in professionally. That's the the majority of people that I coach. uh, That's their role is they have some sort of sales or revenue generation responsibility. But it's less the practical tools and it's more the self-limiting beliefs that are getting in your way and my way too. And so that's why I talk about this stuff so often. So if you're challenged in one of those areas, reach out to us, DM us on any one of the platforms. Shoot, you can email me directly, ryan at ryanjamesmiller.com. And I'd be more than happy to hop on the phone and have a conversation with you specifically about why you feel like it's been imposter syndrome and it's something else. Or maybe you have another self-limiting belief and you just don't know what to do with that. But I want to encourage you that this is a lifelong process. You're never going to completely nail this. I'm certain of it. But as you work through this journey to overcome these self-limiting beliefs, you will begin or you will further experience the greatness that God has created you for. And isn't that what we all desire to wake up and live the life every single day that we dream about every single night. Thank you guys so much. Again, like this, share this, uh, share a comment uh, with what you think about this episode and what we can do to serve you better in the future. Email me, download the guide, go to woundsbook.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate your guys' support. We are well on our way with this season of the Unlocking Greatness podcast, and I cannot wait to deliver on some upcoming episodes that are sure to blow your mind. Peace. Thank you for joining us on Unlocking Greatness. I am confident that today's stories and insights are steps on your path to personal and professional excellence. I'm pumped to share our next episode with you. But until then, keep nurturing your soul, challenging your limits, and unlocking the greatness you were created for.